You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. I missed you I'm so back. much. I'm back. <laughs> Episode back. 395 of Geekiest Show Ever. Whatever shall we talk about? Oh my, so much, so much. We only have so much time. <laughs> so how's your new place? It's good. Um, didn't take us long at all to get acclimated or, or settled. Yeah, because you went you really close, not too far away. So you don't have yep, to like we were, relearn restaurants or any of that no, stuff? No, no, no. We yeah. just lived, we moved three miles away. But I mean, we moved, we, we closed on the house on a Friday then the next day is when I started moving boxes. And then on Sunday, all you know, all my kids were here and we were just moving boxes back and forth. And then that Wednesday is when the moving van came. And that was a major cluster. Yeah. Um, not, the greatest, not the greatest uh, moving company in the world, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's okay. It's over and done with. But we ended mm-hmm. up losing power. <gasps> to the new house. To the new house because it was like, pouring rain that day. Oh, uh, like the whole grid? Nope, just me. Oh, you're special. That's how I got to know neighbors because I'm knocking on doors going, hi, I just moved in across the street. Do you have power? Uh, yeah, we're good. What happened? I'm like, I don't have any power at all. And it's and it's strange. It's not what we're used to. We have yeah. um, the breakers in the basement. Oh, It's not like it used to be. Like uh-huh. in our other house, you had this switch that you turned on and off. Yep. Now you can take these breakers and pull them out and rearrange them, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. So yeah. we called... I'm waiting for you to experience all that stuff because I did the same thing too. I know your your older house was much older than mine. I mean, my older house was only 75 years old, give or take. But yeah, moving into a house that's like 20 years old is like brand new and shiny and you're in a brand, brand new house. So I yeah. can imagine that's a big adjustment. Yeah. So we called the builder and the builder wanted to pay the power company. And the power company wanted to blame the builder of and course. it turned out it was the builder. Um, so the, the electrician came over and there's these, there's these different... And I know I'm saying this wrong, but there's these different main lines that go into the the, the, the power, the electrical box. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you power for your refrigerator and for your heat. Mm-hmm. So he was able to move breakers around because yeah. what was happening is one of the lines outside somehow got sliced. Oh, yikes. When they installed <gasps> it. And because of the rain, the rain got into that wire. Wow. Well, it's and a good thing you found out now. So it took 24 wow. hours between, yeah. you know, the power company coming because you have to turn off the power and then they had to do something and back and forth and back and forth. So mm-hmm. we're just kind of sitting here in the dark. It's where like my study where I am now, <laughs> yeah. I had power here. I had oh, lights interesting. here, but I had no lights in my kitchen, no lights in my dining room, no lights in our uh, living room, but we had lights in our bedroom. And you're like, no where's lights. the box with the flashlights? <laughs> yeah. And no lights upstairs. Oh, jeez. You know, meanwhile, you know, Spectrum came to install our cable, and yeah. it's like, ugh. oh my, yeah. But otherwise, nothing... once that got taken care of, I had everything unpacked within yeah. like a couple of days. Like, yeah, you didn't have kids every... like mom, 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 mom. <laughs> you could just do it oh, all well, on your own. I you told him you said you own. said get out. <laughs> my husband was was still working. Yeah, he just retired a couple weeks ago, but he Yay. was still working. I'm like, get out. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have a friend who does closets, like a California closet, but it's uh-huh. not California closets. Uh-huh. And I had him come over the 
Monday before we actually moved in. Mm -hmm. So he came over on Monday and he measured our bedroom closet and he measured our pantry closet. Uh And he came back on Friday after we moved in, took about an hour and a half, installed all the shelving. Wow, that's fast. Saturday, I was like a lunatic. I'm taking clothes, (laughs) I'm hanging up clothes, I'm putting food away. I'm like, by the end of the day, I'm like, I am done. Yeah, it feels really (laughs) good to get stuff put away. And then, yeah, and then it, it was, feels even better when you're looking for something and you can actually find it. Oh, that's that's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. yeah. And even though this is a smaller house, it feels bigger because mm-hmm. we have nine-foot ceilings instead of seven-foot ceilings. That makes a difference. And we have less bedrooms, but they're huge bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And our bathroom, like just our master bathroom, is larger than all three of my other bathrooms. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. That's the way it should be. It echoes in there because we yep. still haven't put anything up on the walls yet. We're kind of waiting, but right. you know, like I'm looking out the window right now. I'm looking at mud because they still <laughs> haven't done the. Yeah. They, they installed the sprinkler system, but they did not install the sod yet or mm-hmm. the um, all the landscaping. They Makes haven't you done wish that you had yet. Curtains. <laughs> still waiting on those. Yeah. That's you know, this is week four mm-hmm. of placing the order. So mm. lots of fun stuff. Eventually, 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 you'll hit your groove. I'm I'm at the yeah. point now where like you can't see it, but my desk is just like I, I am not a messy desk person. I am the type of person on my Mac. I have nothing on my desktop. I usually keep everything off of my desk, but it's just been some really hellacious weeks these last couple of weeks with medical appointments and all that kind of stuff, and it's just barfed up like paperwork all <laughs> over the place. But the good news is like I can look at it and I can say okay, but there's a place for everything, and I will put everything in its place very soon. So mm-hmm. at least I have yep. that option. Whereas before it'd be, oh God, it's just going to go on the pile and it's just going to go there to die. So at least at least there's space for everything. So that's pretty cool. It's just the prices of everything. Like yeah. we have one, we had three TVs wall mounted, which mm-hmm. we've never done before. They've always oh, been on stands. Right. But we have um, over our fireplace, something mm-hmm. else we've never had was a fireplace. Yep. We did that too. We wall mounted it. And when I got the prices, I'm like, ha oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Are you kidding me? Yep. It's awful. Everything, but especially if you've had to like buy it for your last house, and then you have to because you left it there and you had to buy it again. Oh, uh, that's what's horrible. Because like, that's why I know. That's why women, I think, are the ones that freak out. Because and I don't want to sound sexist, but so many people, like whoever it is in, in your household, whether it's the man or the woman who does the purchasing, like that's where they really feel it. it was like I just bought this. I bought this last year, and I'm going to buy it again this year. And I know it's like double the price. I know it because I already bought it. Like we know, we know what we spend money on, and we can tell when something's a good deal or when it's just horrible. And there's just not a lot of good choices. It's gotten like a tiny, tiny bit better, but it's it's just not it's not there yet. Every everything we buy, I have to like really scrutinize and really research it because I really would want to know what I'm getting. And we're going to talk about a little bit of that on our show today. Mm-hmm. Let's start first, though. We we have basically two main topics we're going to talk about. We're going to try to get to them both. Um, the first one we're going to talk about Apple Savings Account and the Apple Card, and just some some uh, discussion there and then we're going to talk about some smart home stuff again because you know i love my smart home and now you have a new home so you have a lot of options that are available to you but i know you don't even want to think about it yet but when you do you can come back and listen to this episode and go back to the show (laughs) i'll listen to myself again yeah Yeah. (laughs) so do you want to start us out with the apple savings account now we you and i both have apple cards and did you end up signing up your husband 
or not not yet? No, I you yeah. know I, it was right when we were getting ready to move, and I forgot about it, and mm-hmm. that was the end of that. We we pretty much only share one card, so I use my Amazon card, so mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. we you know we get points that way. Yeah. So I did sign up my husband, and I kind of I did it for two reasons. One because you know I wanted him to have it, and I wanted him to be able to use it. But also, he doesn't listen to the show, so I'm just going to say it. I'm using his, him as a guinea pig. <laughs> I figure if I can teach him how to do it, then when a client asks me a question, I'll be like, oh, you just go here and, you know, I'll, I'll know how to answer that question. Because it's no fun when it's just your own account. So you said it was pretty easy once you have an Apple card. So, so for listeners, if you have an Apple card already, you want to walk us through the steps for how to do it? Or maybe I should yeah. do it since I don't have one yet. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty simple, though. It wasn't working at first, and then I yeah. realized that's because you have to have iOS sixteen point four point one. Oh, okay, you and that's why it yet. wasn't working for me. So once you have that, when you open up your wallet and then you open up your Apple Card, you know, you, so you you see the card at the top, and then you see your card balance, and then you see your transactions. Well, in between, it's going to say open a savings account. So I did it. It took about a minute to do this. When I looked it up, it said I had to go to Daily Cash, and then that's where I see it. So as a as a person who doesn't have it set up yet, I go, I open up my Apple Card in my wallet. I look in the upper right hand corner. There's a circle with three dots in it. I mm-hmm. tap on that because I was looking at the instructions before we started recording, and then it said to tap on Daily Cash, which that's not very intuitive. I understand why that is now. But at the time, I thought, well, what does Daily Cash have to do about it? Um, And then that's when it shows you your Daily Cash amount. And then it says, this is interesting. I didn't notice this before. It says Daily Cash Election. And there are two choices, Apple Cash, and it has my current balance. And then it says Savings, and it's a blue icon, and it says Set Up. There's also, I don't know if you see this, Elisa, um, there is a, a deal we should mention at the time of this recording. There's one month and 11 days remaining, it says, that if you um, invite friends, it says friends can earn $75 daily cash. But see, you'd have to be a friend. So I don't think that would work out. Like if I invited Tom, I think we would both get cash back. Like he would get $75. Let's see, it says invite friends to Apple Card with the button below. Once approved, they'll earn $75 cash back when they make their first purchase within 30 days. So yeah, there's there's no benefit for me, but there's a benefit for somebody else if they've been invited by me. So either you or me, if anybody listening wants an invite, just hit us up and we'll send you an invite and then you can earn $75 daily cash from creating an Apple Card account. So I wouldn't think it would work for our spouses, though. Right, because I think you have to add him on to your existing account. Yeah. So like I if I invited like him, I would, he'd be setting up his would own have account. To invite, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't but know. But you guys, do you use Apple Family? Do you use iCloud? No. Okay. No. So it might actually work then because we are in the family plan. Like Nate and I and the kids are all in our... I guess it's called iCloud Family Sharing. And because we have a family plan like that, I added Nate as an account holder. So we are equally responsible for the credit card. But what's nice about it is it'll show you his purchases versus my purchases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and then what's interesting, and I, I haven't decided if I want to do this or not, it, you know, the kids aren't quite there yet, but as they mature and get older and we teach them about money, what's nice about the Apple card is you can add your kids on as family members, as, as just users of the card. And as they use the card, they'll get cash back in their wallets and it will also help them build credit. So I think that that's a really good, a good thing. And then, so that's how you would go about setting up a savings account with Apple. Now you've yeah, already done this. It took, it took a minute. I wow. had to give them my social security number and okay. they basically said, okay, cool, you got it. Wow. And then it asked you if you want to switch, you know, if you want to take all of your Apple cash and move it over, which I did. So now mm -hmm. what happens is instead of looking at your Apple cash card, which will show zero, you just open up your credit card and then it will say savings account, current balance, and then it shows you. And then there's like a little little carrot and then it gives you a little graph and it shows you how much money you've been accumulating. Right now it's 4.15% interest rate. That's the highest I've seen in any of yeah. them. And then all your transactions that you receive from your Apple card that used to be underneath your Apple card or underneath your Apple cash is now underneath your savings account. The other thing that you yeah, can do- because you get interest think, on that too. You're getting interest I, on yeah. your cash back. And I think what I'm going to do is you can add money to this. So right. when, as you know, when you're paying off your monthly balance, it's hooked up to your checking account. Right. So that, you know, if you owe $700 at the end of the month, it knows to go into your checking account and take $700 out to pay the bill. Right. Well, you can go into your checking account and say, I want to take, you know, $200 or $2,000 or, you know, whatever amount you want. And you can move that into the Apple savings account. So that's what I was going to ask you. So do you have to do like a, like, is it an ACH, an automatic clearinghouse transfer? Like, how do you get money? Say you bank with bank A and you mm -hmm. want to go into your say you have a savings account with bank A, or, or let's just let's just use Discover because I was going to ask you about that. So you also set up a Discover savings account. Mm -hmm. How would you get money from, say, a Discover savings account or your bank savings account from there it's, into Apple savings? Okay, what I, the way I currently have it set up, if I was to take money from Discover to put into Apple, mm -hmm. I would have to put the money to my checking account and then my checking to Apple. Okay. Okay, so it has to go through a checking account. It go, In other words, it can't go from a savings account to a savings account. It can't go from savings account A to Apple savings account. It depends on how you set it up. Yeah, okay. So yeah, there see, are I don't. I don't know if you can hook up your Apple card to a savings account hmm. because I didn't have one. Mm, okay. So I just have it on my checking account. Okay. And just what you, the thing you have to understand, though, is like, I have a physical bank. I know you don't, but I have a right. physical bank. Well, I so, do, but it's in Texas. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you, um, you know, if you needed a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you could go to the physical bank or you could go to an ATM that participates with your bank and you can get that hundred dollars. Right. If I need a hundred dollars from my discover account that I need to put it into my checking. Mm. I'm not going to get it right now. It's going to take two or three days. Mm -hmm. So you ha and the same thing is going to happen with Apple. So you got to keep that in mind. Okay. If you're transferring money into Apple and you're transferring money out of Apple back into your checking, don't do it the day you need it. Mm -hmm. Do it a couple of days ahead of time. So if you know on May 1st, I need a hundred dollars, 
do the transfer now. Yeah, it's probably going to take about three to five days, and then if there's a holiday in there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, in a way, if you wrote out a paper check, because that takes three to five days to clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's a clearing time. But, I mean, because of the the high, what is it, the, the interest rate, what is, it, is it the APY? Or, is it the APY a, yeah. or APR? APY. 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 APY is 4.15. And that's pretty high. That I mean, I thought Discover's that was is, really high. And this is even higher than that. Yeah. Especially when you're getting on your checking either zero or right. 0.01. Exactly. I mean, you're getting nothing. I mean, to me, the savings is a no-brainer. Yeah. If, unless, unless you're the kind of person who uses the Apple Cash to pay for things, mm-hmm. which I did the other day by mistake. I was so annoyed. That's why you wear your glasses when you go to check out. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was using my Apple Card uh-huh. to pay for a purchase. Yeah. And when I went to do this savings, when I move everything over, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm missing like $70. Uh-huh. And then I looked down at the transaction. I'm like, ah, expletive, expletive. You know, I used Apple Cash to pay for that item. It's not what I wanted right. to do. But I didn't have my glasses on. So, but if you're the kind of person that, you know, money goes in, money goes out, that's how you pay for things. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you're just the person who lets the money accumulate, and then maybe you use it to pay for that new iPad or that new iPhone, put it into the savings. And when you're ready to pay for the iPhone, put it back. Yeah. I wonder how it's going to work because one of the needs that I do have that I've really, really, really like, and I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love being able to, I mean, I don't like when my kids are like, mom, 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 can I have money for McDonald's? Can I have money? I don't like that part of it, but I do actually like it takes the, it takes the, like the grunt work out of it of like, oh God, I got to give my kids money. Cause like on Fridays they get out early, so they don't have school lunch. And I, you know, they like to hang out with their friends and uh, they're young enough, but I, I don't, I wish it wasn't McDonald's. But anyway, point is, is that the kids can walk to places where Apple cash or apple pay i should say that's what gets confusing there's apple pay there's apple cash apple card and now apple savings so we have to get our head around all the different terms so apple cash is what you were just talking about that's the black card that at the top that shows you that balance that correct that grows every time you make a purchase and if you went to the apple store and bought something or bought something online through apple you'd get three percent cash back i'll give you an example we just had a really hefty car expense for my car and then my husband needed an oil change so when we went to the mechanic their kiosk accepts apple pay so when we use that credit card to pay for that thousand dollar struts or something it was um we got two percent cash back because they accept apple pay there um, all other transactions that like, for example, when you go to a drive through, they don't they might not have an Apple Pay kiosk that you can use. And then that's when you have to hand over the titanium card. <laughs> we were just talking about that before we recorded. I still have one of the wireless Bluetooth keyboards and I had to change the batteries before we pressed record because I didn't want to run out of battery power. And I was looking for a coin, but I was already hooked up to my headphones. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll, let me see if this works. And sure enough, when you know it, the titanium Apple card is perfect for sticking in the little battery slot to twist it. it. You can use it as a screwdriver. So anyway, that's just a little aside, little pro tip there for you. If you've got a titanium mm-hmm. Apple card, you can use it to unscrew things. So that's where you get the 1% cash back. And all of that stuff ends up accumulating in your Apple cash balance. And it looks like there you have a choice. So you elected, it said election. So that makes sense now. You elected 
to have your Apple Cash balance just go like bypass the Apple Cash card and just go directly into your Apple Savings account, correct? Correct. So then when you went to go make a purchase, there there was something still in was this before after you set up the savings it was before okay right that's that was the problem that was the problem that evening Mm -hmm. when i was uh trying to set up the card and then realized that i didn't um have the correct ios i updated and i saw why is my balance so much lower and that's when i realized i used the cash by mistake Uh uh-huh Right. See, now I wish there was a way, and maybe there is, I just haven't investigated it because it's not my, um, it's not my, you know, it's not um, my case because like it is for you, it would be nice that if you could say, you know, this transaction, I don't want to send over to cash, Mm -hmm. over to the savings account. I want to keep it because like you said, if you want to be able to have, you know, 20 bucks maybe so that kids can go out right because i I do that like while i'm driving i can hands-free eyes on the road i can totally text them money i can say hey s lady send you know child one the more responsible one (laughs) (laughs) the money and they get it and they can just walk out i mean they get it while they're walking there i mean it is it is super fast it's almost a little scary how easy it is to do it but i just love that feature because it saves me so much time it makes the kids happy it makes me happy and everybody's happy so I think that when I set this up, I don't know that I want to elect the Apple Cash to go directly into the savings. I mean, it sounds like a great deal because, I mean, I have $25 in there right now. If I set this up and said, yeah, just push that over to the savings, I would be earning interest on that $25 that I didn't like have to do anything for except use my Apple Card or my Apple Pay to do that. So I'm I'm debating on that. I have to think about that. Or a just longer. do a little bit. Just do it manually. Oh, okay. So you can, so you have the option to push it over manually. Okay. Cuz I, I do let it accumulate it and then that's what I use to give the kids their Yeah, so their if you've got $100, maybe you say, "Okay, I'm going to leave 50 in mm-hmm. and I'm going to put 50 into the savings." Okay, that's Like so I said, I haven't enough. I haven't really I haven't at all investigated this because for my use case, I want all the money over into the savings account. So when you were doing the transactions, I'm going to see if I can show you this. I know the listeners can't see it, but I'm going to hold up my phone. And you see how I have mine? No, it's still too bright. It's too bright. Okay. I'm going to go backwards. Okay. So you see how I have, you see how I have mine organized. So I have my Mm -hmm. Apple Cash at the top. Yeah. And you know that you can move those cards around, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder what happened when you went to tap to pay. You said you didn't have your glasses on. Did you? Just I did it on my watch. Oh, I did it on my watch. It's much. That's right. You're a watch payer, right? I wonder how easy that or difficult that is. So, do you have your Apple Pay set as your default card or your default payment type? Because that's the one that you drag the the front most in that in that list. They're kind of layered. It looks like layers, like tiles almost. And you can yeah. push them around. So I wonder, do you have your Apple Card listed as your as your default? You know, and the thing payment? is, they're different colors. You know, the, the, right. the cash card is black, and this right. one is like a rainbow color. And it changes but, as you use it. Like mine's rainbow right now because I've got a bunch of different transactions on there. But if I only I, had one singular medical transaction, it would be red. Yeah, you know and I mean? because I said I didn't have my glasses on mm-hmm. and... Either that or maybe as I went through the dial, it mm-hmm. went one too far. Yeah. 
and landed. And I was thinking that I landed on the card, but yeah. I really landed on the Apple right. Cash. Yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, it's not the first time I've done that. I think I've done that twice. It's just one of those things you kind of have to be aware of and and make a conscious decision about it. But like you said, if you're in a hurry at the checkout or you can't see it or, you know, it's easy. It's easy to select the wrong card. And I've done that, too, because I just don't use the watch as much. I should. But I don't know why. I I guess I I just don't have that. Like I get in kind of a panic. I'm like, oh, I hope hope it works. I hope it works. And now that I know that it works, I'll probably get braver and start using the watch instead and probably make the same mistake. So so that's a Mm -hmm. gotcha to watch out for listeners that make sure that you can see which card it's going to come out of. So so you set up the, the Apple savings account and you have that. Do you link it to your bank? Or is it just its own separate it's, thing? It's automatically linked to the bank because it knows how you pay your Apple card. Okay. Like, what if you have more than one bank, I wonder? Because I no, use I, two different checking accounts to make payments depending. Just kind of depends then on I which do, is, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Because I'll I take one for one. the team and I'll experiment with that. <laughs> Did it? But it didn't ask you. So it didn't have to ask you for your routing number and your account number it just knows because that's what's already automatically set up for you in your Mm -hmm. apple card so it's through the apple card but it's its own savings account so now that you have it set up is there a routing number and account number like for example yes there is okay there is good i'm so when you you open up okay so when you open up the savings there's those three little dots at the top. And if right. you go to account details, so you can see, I'm going to show Melissa this. Can you see like right up here? Yep. Mm-hmm. It looks like that. Yeah. Okay. So then it says your current balance. And then it says available balance. And it says add money or withdraw money. And it shows you interest paid year to date, which is zero because I nice. just opened it. Annual percentage yield. So it tells you what that is. It changes monthly. Then underneath it, it says your routing and account numbers. And then it shows you what the routing and account numbers are for th- for your Apple savings, savings account. That's handy. Then, under- then underneath it, it says bank accounts. So it is showing me my bank and it says add another bank account. Oh, there you go. And then it says bank accounts you add or remove here will also be added or removed for the Apple card. Mm-hmm. So you'll have them both. Makes sense. Then underneath it, it says account information. And then it just shows my email address that's associated with my Apple ID, my mailing address. And it's got something for beneficiaries. Oh, nice. Which I didn't do anything about that. And then it's got the, then it's just has the privacy policy. So, and then it also, just like the card it has at the top, you can message, you can call, or you can go to the website if you have any questions about the savings account. Have you tried logging into the website? Like, have you ever looked at your Apple Card online in the website? No. I imagine it would be similar. Well, this one, I just clicked on website. It comes up Apple Card support, and then it says set up or manage savings, manage your account, make payments, sign in online. And then it gives you a place to apply for the Apple Card, activate your card, hmm. buy things with the Apple Card. And then it talks about the daily cash, check your spending activity. Request a credit limit increase, share the card with your family. So there's a place where you can go that you'll actually see your transactions, and then you can download the statements. 
I believe you can download statements from the website. I'll double check, but yeah. I think you can do that from the website, but I know you can do it from the app. I mean, everything is app driven. You have to have an iPhone mm-hmm. and you have to have the latest operating system or at least the compatible operating system version. Let's yeah, see. every month when I get the statement, I download it on the phone and then I just do AirDrop to my computer. Yes, that is really handy. I do that too. So I'm going to sign I, in and see. So I have a copy of all the PDFs of all my all my bills. So in addition to that, I also download the um, CV, CSV files. And I'll, tell, I'll talk to you about that in a second. So yes, you can get the statements and you can download the statements. But from the website, you cannot download the individual transaction files. So it'll download into num- you know, into numbers format. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that you have to do that, so just like while we're talking about this, you can you can play along and tell me if you see it too. So you go into, let's see if I can remember this. You go into the Apple card. Then it's it does it's not intuitive as to where it is. I believe it is under the balance details, perhaps. What is it that you want to do? Okay, so I found it. So you're in your Apple Card, right? And do you see how on the left-hand side it says Card Balance? Mm Mm-hmm. You tap there, and then it'll tell you your balance, the balance for the month, spending, payments and credits, credit limit, total balance, available credit. And then below there, that's where all the statements are listed. So say tap on the one for March, right? So there you have two choices. Do you see that? You can either download a PDF statement or export transactions. Yeah, I do the download. Right, so I do both, um, but I'll tell you why I export the transactions. So this is the one downside of the Apple Card, and I assume it's gonna be the same issue with the savings as well, and I'm really hoping that they'll fix it. And listeners, you have an opportunity to help me get them to fix it. I'm gonna post in the show notes the link. It's apple.com slash feedback. Or you could go to apple.com slash feedback slash apple hyphen pay. And what that will do is it'll take you to where you can fill out a form. And this is where you can request, um, feature. you can click feature request. So you can fill out your name, your address, the subject. And under feedback type, you can select feature request. And this is, I've already done this. And I don't know if I can do it again, if it will make a difference. But I would encourage everybody to go do this. And request the feature that allows us to edit a memo. Like when you look at an individual transaction, like say, like right now I have two from from the mechanic. They're the same place, but one of them is my husband's card. Now, to be fair, it does say it has his name and the other one doesn't have his name, which means that it's mine. But let's say, let's say for, for sake of argument, it didn't have that. Um, and we both shopped at a different place. Or let's say I, I made two transactions at the same mechanic, but I wanted to be able to say, well, this this was for the one car and this is for the other car. Let's say let's say I made both transactions, they were both in my name, but I wanted to keep the, the maintenance record straight. What I'd like to be able to do is tap on the transaction. I would love it if right here is where they made a liar out of me. <laughs> I would love it to be able to tap on the transaction and be able to add a note or somewhere in a memo. Like all I see is transaction history, it gives me the total this month, the total daily cash, the day, the percentage, the amount, all that kind of stuff. It gives me a map. It gives me so much information, but there is no place 
anywhere that I can see where you can add a memo like this is for Nate's car, this is for my car, or, you know, some other descriptive memo that would tell me like this is a uh, this is a, an expense that I could claim on my taxes. I mean, that's what I really want it for. I want to be able to track things that I purchase. And then I want to be able to export that and import it into something. I mean, really, I just make spreadsheets anyway. So when you go through those steps that I outlined, you can download the individual transactions, but you can only do it once the month is finished. And you can only do it for that one month at a time. There's no like, you know, beginning of the year to end of year transaction download. You have to download each PDF for each statement and each set of transactions for each statement period for, for the month. And I really, really wish that there was a way that I could download, say, you know, the first quarter, second quarter, you know, maybe do it by quarter, maybe do it by the half year or the full year. You know, I want to be able to keep track of this stuff as I'm going. And so because there's no way to do that, so I did submit the feature request. So so submit, do me a favor and go in, go into the Apple feedback form and submit a feature request that allows us to add a memo or a note or whatever you want to call it whether it's in the Apple Pay, well, it's all for Apple Pay, but whether it's in the Apple Cash, like I'd like, I mean, it'll tell me which kid I sent it to, but I'd also kind of like to keep a track of like what it was that we gave them the money for, whether it was a car wash or, you know, some other chore or washing the windows or something. Um, but I want to be able to add memos to transactions. That's what I really want to do. I want to add memos to all the transactions, whether it's in Apple Cash, Apple Card, or Apple Savings. I want all three of those places to have the ability to enter memos. So because that's not possible yet, and the future isn't here yet, I have been using an app called Money by Jumpsoft, and I'm still evaluating it. I, I tried the um, I tried the, the free trial, and, and I think I'll do the paid trial. Um, they gave me a license uh, for it that I'm going to try out and see if I can get it to do everything that I want it to do. But I want to be able to import my Apple card transactions into that app. And then there is where I can add a note and track all of those transactions. You know what I mean? And see, well, how much did I spend on this category? And how much did I spend on this category? You know what I mean? I just, I want to be able to make those kinds of financial reports and keep like a budget because we're saving up for a car. Our cars are, we have two cars that are 20 years old. So it's going to be a while <laughs> till we can actually even get on a waiting list to get a new car. You know how that goes. So I want to start budgeting and and really figuring out where money goes. I mean, I always do that every year anyway, but I want to do it easier. <laughs> I want the computer to do the work for me. I don't want to have to do it the other way around. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, right now, this is like I'm having to kind of invent this other way of going about it. And I'm glad that there's an app out there like money that that can do that. But I really wish that it was done natively within the app and then I could just export it because I'm just going to make a bunch of spreadsheets to put together to create finance reports anyway. So that's my that's my gripe. I mean, that's the only downside that I see. Everything else has been wonderful. Everything else I have really enjoyed about using these services and I and I look forward to using the Apple savings. I just wish that there was memo support for transactions. Do you you don't really have a need for that. Do you think you would like that feature? No. I'm good. Yeah. You're just happy to yeah. have a place that takes your money. <laughs> And earns left. money back while you're doing it. So yeah. what yeah. little I have left. How often do you think the APY will fluctuate? Do you think it'll change month to month or how they often? They usually change it? monthly. 
monthly. So now, it might be 4.15% now at the time they're recording this, but then say when the month is over or is there some special time? It could that it be 4.2 or it could be 3.8. It, right. it changes. Yeah. It's just um, a game you have to it, play. It really depends on the interest rate with the federal reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting emails from discover good news. Your, you know, your interest rate has just jumped up too. And I believe right now um, it's up to 3.85. Okay. So it is still worth it to still look at discover card, right? Or, or discover savings, I should say. Yeah. That's, isn't that a weird thing? It's like, we, we think of these financial institutions as credit cards and now it's like they have savings accounts that complement them. I just, I just think that's really interesting. And I don't know if it's just always been that way and I haven't noticed. Um, but yeah, the thing about the discover, I really wanted to do it, but they have some stipulations, like in order to get the deal that they had, and I, I don't know if it expired or not, but at the time, and this was just, I guess about a month or two ago, you could open up a discover, uh, savings account. And if you put X amount, like I want to say it was either $15,000 or $25,000. If you put $15,000 in, and don't quote me on this, I think this is what it was, you would get a $100 bonus. But I think you had to have it in there for like a month. Because otherwise, people would just open it and close it, right? So you had to at least establish, I guess, the account for a month. And and again, don't quote me on that. I think I read that in the fine print. I'm not sure. And then if you put in $25,000, you would get a $250 bonus. But then, you know, you have to have all that money in there tied up and, and keep it in there. It's almost as if it's like kind of like a CD, but not really like with a CD, you, you lock it and you can't take that money out, right? But with a right, savings, you like get you penalized get with a CD. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same type of deal. Okay. But it doesn't have to be $15,000 in one fell swoop. Oh, really? It had to be, it can be, you within have a month? A, within a I want to say it might have been, for me, it might have been 90 days. I can't remember now because we've had the account for four years now. So I can't remember if it was you had 30 days to put the money in and you had to keep it in there for 90 mm-hmm. or if you had 90 days to put the money in. But there, oh. it, it's not like you had to put 15000 in once and that was it. If you had, you know, depending on how you're, your finances work. If you could say, well, I can do 5,000 this week, 5,000 next week and 5,000 the week after that qualified. Mm -hmm. You just had to do it between this date and this date. And then you got that bonus and then you had to keep the money in probably for 90 days. And then after that money can, you know, go back Mm -hmm. and forth. Hmm. So which do you think is the better deal now that you've used both? Oh, Apple, because yeah. Apple gives you higher percentage. Higher percentage. I mean, I, I go with whatever, whichever one is higher. And if mm-hmm. Discover has the higher percentage, I say go with Discover. Mm-hmm. Now, I have both. Mm-hmm. So you have choices. <laughs> and then you can watch yeah. them, like, duke it out over right. their AP, APYs. It's all about the APY. Cool. Let's see. I think that was what I wanted to get off my chest about that. Uh one other Apple thing before we move on to the next topic. Um, this is just a funny anecdote. So I was asking you earlier about Apple Maps. So around here, a lot of the names are in Spanish, right? Because of where I live in the Southwest. I mean, that makes sense. And I haven't tried it yet. So there's there's a road here that's that's called La Choya, but it looks like if you were to if you were to try to read it phonetically, it would look like La Chala. And of course, you know, that's how Siri pronounces it, like turn right onto La Chala. And we always just kind of laugh and giggle. 
And there's another road here in Tucson that's called Ina. And everybody here, all the locals, they pronounce it Ina. But I actually looked it up one time, and it's named for a woman. And it even says that it's supposed to be pronounced Ina. That's how you pronounce that name. And I have somebody that I know that I had met, and her name is Ina. But because I live here and I always hear Ina, I kept pronouncing her name Ina, and she'd have to keep correcting me. And I'd always feel terrible because I don't like to mispronounce people's names. I really, really try hard to learn. I pride myself on that. And so, okay, okay, Ina. And so when I would be driving, I would be so mad at myself because I mispronounced her name. And I'd be driving and listening to the Apple Maps pronounce it, turn right on Ina Road. And I'm like, it's Ina. It's pronounced <laughs> Ina. And I'm like yelling at Apple Maps, like, it's pronounced Ina. Will you please say Ina? And I think that it might have hurt me <laughs> because on our way home today, we had to take the Ina Road exit and it pronounced it correctly. And I was just like doing my little nerd Snoopy dance. Like, I was like, oh my God, it makes me so happy. So I want to know if the listeners have any ideas and I'll, I'll try to research this. Is there a way to get Apple Maps or even Google Maps or any navigation system? How do you get it to correctly pronounce the road names or the street names or the, the places that you're going. Like, how do you get it to correct that? So I don't know how it happened, but it just, it made me really happy that it did. So that was just another little. I, I see why it's called it Ina. I would have called it Ina also. I-N-A. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's actually pronounced Dina. I know, because you would think that there would be like maybe another N or, I don't know, some other combinations of letters. Because I thought that too, because that's all I have ever heard. And then one day I was like, looking up something about history of Tucson or something. And I was, it was some article about how the streets got their names and all of these main, you know, these main veins that run through the city. It listed all of the history of all how those, how those names came to be. And they, a lot of them are named for people and it has the pronunciations of it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. And I'm one of those sticklers. I'm like, I want to pronounce it the way it's supposed to be pronounced. And then when I met this person who ended up mispronouncing their name, <laughs> it really, really stuck in my craw that I wanted to make sure that it was pronounced properly. So, so tell everybody you know that it's pronounced Ina. <laughs> if you come to Tucson, you can visit Ina Road. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Okay, and then the other thing you uh, brought up to me, you were talking about, you'd asked me if I had installed a smart thermostat. So now we're going to talk about smart home stuff. And I have a bunch of articles and links that will be in the show notes. I like, I really, really have them this time because I actually put them on the document. I can just copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of, because I did a lot of research, you know, prior to this. Um, so last time when, I don't know, did you listen to what you listened to what Tom and I were talking about? And we talked a little bit yeah. about matter. Well, now Matter has been released, and it's out there, and I think it was at the time when we recorded that, or it was getting ready. And so more and more of these smart home devices are, I guess it's just, I want to say like a firmware update or a software update of some sort, and they're going to be Matter compatible, which means that it doesn't matter, <laughs> pun intended, uh, what smart home, <laughs> where's Guy when we need him, you know? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of smart home hub you have, that now matter is going to be this this protocol. And let's see, where was that article? What was that word I was trying to pronounce that I was jumping all over? Oh, interoperability. Yes, interoperability. <laughs> and then there was like a different way to say it. Um, oh, I had it up here. It's a unifying connectivity standard is what matter is. And so I guess, you know, it's the, 
the software portion that works with the hardware so that they can all talk to each other. And so why this is interesting, you may wonder, is because you would ask me, did you get a smart thermostat? And didn't you say it was a neighbor or somebody who has a Google Nest? Yes. And did you, did they show it to you? Like, did you get to see it in action? No, we were just over there. And I noticed that he had a nest that, that these houses come with a Honeywell okay. thermostat right. for both heating and cooling. And it is programmable. But oh, my God, I just realized yeah. yesterday that the directions were down in the basement attached to the furnace. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm on I mean, I'm calling the, the, the gas company, you know, the gas and like the, uh, the heating company, I should say. Yeah. Like, how do I do this? What's you know, and we finally found a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah. Did you get this, it working? This, yeah, it's a pain. It's, I mean, I mean, it's easy to turn on and off, but right. to get it programmed. Programmable, it's you hit all these buttons and there's there's it's like yeah and the oh, app is kind of ugly. I mean I don't know if they've updated it since, but oh, it's no, not no, even called no Honeywell. App. Yeah, it's, it's not like total an app. comfort. Or you something. have to do this on the, mm-hmm. the the device itself. There is no app. Okay, this is and not a Wi Fi enabled. Yeah, this is not Wi Fi. Oh, enabled. it's not Wi Fi. Oh, no, that's even this worse. is programmable. And when you do it, oh, it horrible. assumes it assumes. Okay. Monday through Friday, yes. Saturday and Sunday, yes. And it assumes, okay, you want to get up at six o'clock, so you want your heat to be seventy, yeah. and then you're leaving at eight o'clock to go to work, so we're going to drop right. it to sixty-five, and then you're coming home. If I'm looking at this, going, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 uh-uh. no. Uh-uh. I said I want something where I open my phone and I say, I'm an hour away from home. I want the mm-hmm. heat on now, or I want the air right. conditioning on now. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay. And then so, when we were yeah. over at my neighbor's house, I noticed he had a nest. Yeah. And he ordered his through National Grid, mm-hmm. which which is, you know, our, our gas and electric company. And a funny thing, later that day, I look at my email and I get them all the time from National Grid, but I usually just delete, delete, delete. Mm-hmm. I can get a nest for... Yeah, so um, as soon as you told like me this, 25 bucks. I, went, I went running, so TEP, Tucson Electric Powers, was what we have there. And I went running, I'm like, oh my God, I can get one for free. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the pro tip free. there. But, but check, yeah, if you're you listening, get check your electric company, because that's where it'll go through. But check all your utilities, to be quite honest. I mean, I think the water company will give you like low flow shower heads and... I guess, like a rebate on a certain type of toilet. I mean, check all of your utilities and see what kind of um, smart home type savings they might offer or or gadgets or devices to help you conserve on using those utilities. And sure enough, the electric company, yeah, they, they, have, they have discounted yeah. smart thermostats and then they have free ones. Yeah, this one is the Google Nest. Is twenty five dollars comes in four different yeah, colors. I mean, that's not bad. It says regular price is one hundred and thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and you get a rebate of seventy five dollars from National Grid, and then you get a manufacturer manufacturer discount of thirty dollars. Now they do have an option here, which I am not ever going to go for, but you can get it for free if you allow the power company to decide when your heat goes on and off. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that's in the fine print somewhere that I haven't read yet. Oh, it's right here. It's right oh, here. It gives you two options. And they give you, th- and I've gotten emails about this before. Yeah, and what I'm they basically do, I'm not doing that. 
Well, what they do is they base it some, some, somehow they base it on your history and what's going on in your neighborhood right. as far as power usage. And they go, yeah. yeah, you don't need it to be 75 in there. You're right. okay at 68. And then they right. drop the temperature to 68. I don't want them doing that. Yeah. Now, in return, they do give you a discount. But no, I, if I want it to be 72 degrees in my house, I will make it 72 degrees in my house. I could just hear Kevin now. <laughs> I'm not oh, doing yeah. that. <laughs> He's grabbing for the barf bag. <laughs> Nobody will be controlling the temperature for me. Thank you very much. No, yeah. no, yeah. I don't want That's that either. Yeah, I'll pay but, the $25. And I was a little bit hesitant when you said, you know, you were thinking about the nest. And I thought, oh, like I read something icky a while ago about some kind of hack or something like that. And I looked it up and it was quite a few years ago. And all the reviews that I read, and I'll put some links to the reviews that I've read in the show notes, said that the Google Nest is like on top. Like it gets really good reviews on Amazon. It gets really good reviews and like just regular old product reviews from other reviewers. And one of the things that they mentioned is that it does have, you, you do have a lot of control over the privacy. That if you can go and you, you can disable data sharing and things like that. So, I mean, that's something I'm going to be really thinking about because there are two choices that they offer with our electric company are a Honeywell. These are smart, smart thermostats. So they are going to be connected to Wi-Fi is the Honeywell. I don't remember like the model number and the Google Nest. Now they're offered for free, but like in your case, you'll pay a little bit for it, but then you get to choose colors. Whereas here they're like, no, we'll give you snow. You like it or you don't, which it's fine. It's a neutral gray color. I don't care. Well, they do have a Honeywell here. Two. It's called the okay. Wi-Fi Smart Color Seven Day Programmable Thermostat. Oh, I've seen that. Dollars. Okay, but they also have the Echobee. Mm-hmm. And the Echobee sense, is supposed to be really good too. A sense. I'm not sure if it's pronounced Sensei or Sensi, but it's an uh-huh. Emerson brand, and that one right. is twenty four dollars. I never heard of that one before. They have the Echobee Light Smart Thermostat, the Echobee Smart Thermostat Enhanced. They have the Google Nest and the Nest Learning Thermostat. And then they right. have an Amazon Smart Thermostat. So And then the rest I are... A, I read a Tom's like, guide, and they said that, interestingly enough, the, the Google Nest Learning is a newer model, I believe. And that one is not HomeKit compatible. That one does not have the matter... Uh, protocol yet for some reason maybe it's coming and it's just not there but that's what led me down the whole matter rabbit hole and that's the first thing I want to know if I'm going to buy a smart device is it going to be HomeKit compatible and that was the thing I got excited about because normally you think Google's not going to be compatible with HomeKit I mean it's either it's either it is or it's not it's it's it hasn't historically worked with with Apple stuff you kind of have to you know make some kind of I don't know use hoops or some other technology to try to link it. And sure enough, the Apple Nest, the one that's advertised, that is, it's a slightly older one, but that is the one that's the most popular. And that's the one that is, is now, I guess, by the time I buy it, it will have HomeKit compatibility. So I will be able to talk to it and, and manage it from the Home app. Because we have the HomePod mini, and we have the Apple TV. And either one of those can be used as, as home hubs, but it's the Apple, it's the iPad mini, it's the HomePod mini, <laughs> so many terms, uh, the HomePod mm-hmm. mini that has the, with this latest update, they allowed it to give you the humidity and the temperature. So I can say, hey, yes, lady, what's the temperature in the in the living room? Because that's where it's located. And that's central to the house anyway. So 
I will be interested in seeing how those two things work together. That'll be really interesting. The other thing I learned, too, is you have to have a C wire. You don't have to have a C wire. You can use a battery, which is what we have. But I think last time I went to change the batteries, I think there are wires there. And I'm pretty sure we, I hope, fingers crossed, that we do have a C wire. Because you do want to hook up a smart thermostat to a C wire if you can, because then you won't be constantly changing the batteries. And evidently, the Nest uses batteries. It just eats them. It eats them really, really quickly. So I have nothing in my previous house or this house mm-hmm. that is uses home kit. Okay. So my plan was if I do get a Nest or whatever kind of thermostat we end up getting, just using the app to program it, to mm-hmm. turn it on and off, do what I have to. What is my advantage to using home kit? Well, like you said, you'd have to have like the the whole ecosystem. I mean, you could use, if you upgrade to Ventura, which I did recently, you could control stuff from the home app on your Mac. Uh, You could control stuff from the home app on your iPhone. You wouldn't need like a separate app. I mean, the home app is a separate app, but you can just use the home app. So, I mean, if you're like for your needs, you would just use the Google home app. You just wouldn't use the Apple home app. And plus I have a Google mini. But right, and that I think will that act as a home hub? Yeah, because okay, Nest is a Google go. product. Yeah, then so. you you probably already have what you need to to do what you want to do. It's just that I have the lights, the cameras, the action. <laughs> yeah. I have I have like all the the Apple things, you know, and then then I have the the lights are the Philips Hue, and that uses something else. I want to say it's Zigbee, but it uses a different kind of standard different kind of protocol but it just works it literally just works it was amazing to set up it was like super easy and then i have a smart plug that i talked about for the tv so i can just boss my whole house around (laughs) mostly the living room but you know a couple of other rooms too i have smart plugs which i Mm -hmm. haven't plugged in yet because i haven't needed them yet plus Mm -hmm. i need I need to buy a lamp for here, mm-hmm. um, for this room that I'm in. I'm going to hook it up to a smart. But I have the Wemo. It's a Wemo. One is a Wemo, and mm-hmm. one is an Amazon. And I already right. have the Wemo and Amazon apps for that. Right. I guess the difference is that it's just one app instead of having to use multiple apps. But even like, I, for example, I have Eufy cameras, but the doorbell is not HomeKit compatible. So I end up having to open the Eufy app anyway. So I still end up like, like HomeKit is great, but it's not quite fully baked just yet. There are certain things that that are too slow to respond or freeze up or something. So it's getting there, but it's not, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. So I wouldn't go and say, oh my God, Elisa, it's totally awesome. You have to like go get, you know, a HomePod mini or like, no, I'm not going to tell you that right now. (laughs) I would say just, I kind of like having the separate apps. I like having the separate apps. I just put them in a folder. Let me open up. Yeah, let me open up mm-hmm. this app and take care of my heat. Let me open mm-hmm. up this app, take care of my light. Right. So the Honeywell, if you were to go with the Honeywell uh, Wi-Fi one, there is an app. Now, Then this is going back a couple of years, and knowing the pace of things, it could still be true. It would be great if it wasn't true. It would be great if I was wrong about this. But I'll tell you my experience from just a couple of years ago, because you know we've only been here not even a year and a half yet. But at our last house, and remember, like we had just like in our in our old home, we just recently purchased a brand new, very expensive uh, gas combo package HVAC, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. crane yep. the whole thing. Like it was, it hurt. Like we had to take out a loan. 
And with yeah. that came a brand new thermostat. It just, it came with it. And it was a Honeywell, but it was a Honeywell programmable thermostat that also connected to Wi-Fi. And when you were telling me like how agonizing it was, I was, I was like wincing too, because I remembered how agonizing it was when I was trying to set it up. It, it's not very user-friendly. And I'm talking about like connecting it to Wi-Fi and everything. So you had to get, they, they, there was a little sticker, which I actually, <laughs> I just found like last week in some paperwork that I was going through. And I feel really bad. And I'll tell you why. Um, because you have to register the thermostat. So in case you go down the Honeywell road, it is possible. And once you get it set up, it's actually pretty great. Uh, it gave me everything that I needed and then some. And I'll tell you what I liked about it. So getting it set up, first of all, there's no like Honeywell app. Again, I hope I'm wrong about that. But at the time, I want to say it was called Total Comfort. I mean, like, who would ever think, you know, but you had to you had to go in the app store, look for the Total Comfort app. And then you had to get the Mac address from the device itself. So you had to go poking around and, and looking for it. Mm. And then of course, like it only stays out, it only stays lit up for a couple of seconds before it dims. So I took a picture. So that's a pro tip, take a picture of the damn thing before you try to enter it, save yourself some aggravation. I got the Mac address. I got the app connected. To, first, I got the first, I got the Honeywell thermostat that's mounted on the wall, I got that connected to the Wi Fi. And I had to do that and, you know, enter the password to my Wi-Fi. That wasn't that big of a deal. And then I had to look up the MAC address. And then that's what I had to enter into the Total Comfort app. And then once those things saw each other, then it connected. And then I could, you know, I could control my thermostat. You can do the scheduling thing, although just like you were describing, I just thought it was a hassle. And I didn't really like it that much, because I was home a lot with the kids at the time. So that didn't really help. And then when the pandemic hit, of course, we were home all the time. So um, but I did like, I really, really did like being able to lay in bed at night and be like, oh my God, I'm so hot. <laughs> Cause you know how that goes and just whip out my phone and not have to get out of bed and go over to the thing, you know, the few steps away that it was <laughs> and, and control it from the phone. So I really liked being able to do that. You probably could have set up like a shortcut through Siri or something. Maybe by now you can, but I really liked being able to control it from my phone and I could do it remotely. You know, I could I could set the temperature like if it was coming home, like like you said. But then mm. when we moved, when we sold the house, I put all the information. Remember how I told you I made these like beautiful binders for the new homeowners? I put all the information in there, the instructions, all that kind of stuff. I didn't realize that it needed this MAC address card. Like if I had had that, I wouldn't have had to dig through all the buttons and layers to get to it. So now I really feel bad because here the the new homeowners have this smart, they probably don't even know that it's a smart, I mean, I, I did disconnect it from my Wi-Fi. That was the first thing I did. I was like, all right, I better disconnect it from the Wi-Fi because when I was ready to dismantle all that stuff, of course, you know, it was the very last thing to go. <laughs> um, once I disconnected that, I, I did that first, then I dismantled the Wi-Fi. So I, I knew it wasn't going to be looking for the Wi-Fi, but then I think it was like after we'd sold the house and we were... I think we were living at my mother-in-law's place or something. I realized that I still had the account open. And I think there was something that was like the email address was registered to that. So it gets me wondering, like, how do these people who like buy and sell homes, they set up their smart devices and then they sell the house with the smart devices, but their accounts are like still registered to the smart devices. So how does the new homeowner like reset that? I mean, maybe there was a pin or something that you could stick in a reset hole. I don't know. But all I, all I just kept thinking, like I was, I was having bad dreams about it. Like, what about these poor new homeowners? And they can't use their, 
their thermostat because I still had it connected to my account. Or yeah, something. there should be some way yeah. to deregister, like Amazon has. I did deregister it. it, and I think that that did the trick. But the problem was, like, I only realized it, you know, a week or two later. So maybe they hadn't yeah. even gotten to that. You know what I mean? Like maybe they were just pressing it manually. But it just it just bugs me to know that they might not be able to set it up correctly. I think they will, like, if they contacted the support, like, they'd probably be able to do yeah, it. Because I did yeah. deregister it, but I just felt bad that I didn't put that little MAC address slip in there, and I'm hoping that they'll figure it out. But, yeah, so be beware when you get these smart devices, and then you could go turn around and sell your house. Make sure you deregister everything. Be a nice person. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, we will report back on that in the future. We'll see which one of us gets a smart thermostat first. <laughs> oh, it'll be you before me. But what I want to hear from listeners is, do you have a smart thermostat? And if so, which one do you have and do you recommend it? So, Melissa, if they want to get in touch with us and let us know, how would they do so? We have a variety of ways to make you talk. Uh, we have our <laughs> website, geekiestshowever.com, and there's a contact page there. We have an email address. You can email us, podcast at geekiestshowever.com. Uh, we are still on Twitter for the time being. We haven't set up a Mastodon. We need to do that. You can tweet us at Geekiest Show. And then do you want to tell them the other places we can get connected? Well, we are on Twitter. Let me find where we are. Okay, we are on Twitter. Um, I am Elisa Paselli one on Twitter. For Melissa, it's themacmommy.com. Mastodon Melissa is at the Mac Mommy at Mastodon.cloud, and I am Sensei Dai at MSTDN.social. Because they didn't have Mastodon.social anymore. Oh, not at all? Nope, I had to go to MSTDN. And to be honest, I haven't been on Mastodon. I know, in I was going to say that might change. Maybe you'll find something else. Or uh, just keep I'm it. Just, Who knows? I'm on there. I'm on Mastodon more than I'm on Twitter now. I, I I still have a Twitter because I still go. There's still people there that I like to go read. But yeah, I've pretty much given up on it for the most part. Yeah, I'm on a couple of different places. But I I, I have an account for Tribal, Tribal, mm -hmm. Tribal, and Post. And I just don't go on. Well, you haven't had time either. So that's fair. I haven't had the time. But it, not just that. Twitter... For all the negative things you can say about Twitter, the one, I think, positive thing you can say about it, it's easier to read. It's easier to follow a, a thread. It's easier to mm -hmm. find people. It's easier to find a topic that you're looking for. Um, yeah. The, the bad thing, though, of course, we've all had this happen. You're searching for a particular hashtag. It might be smart thermostats. You're looking, mm -hmm. you're looking up thermostat. And you're looking at different people putting in posts about, well, should I get a Nest or should I get an Echo Bee? And then all of a sudden, hello, uh, what are you doing here? How did you get thermostats into mm -hmm. porn? Right. You know? yep. <laughs> There's a whole bunch you know, of bots. You're scrolling right along, and then you're like, oh. that's the writing on the wall right there that like, is time that to is not what else. I was looking for. Right. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's going down, unfortunately. Big time. Yep. So on that happy note, I want to thank everyone for listening. We will be back again in a couple of weeks. Please get in touch with us. And uh, in the meantime, please stay safe. Mm -hmm.
Thank you.